This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Clean Cause. Crack open a Clean Cause organic yerba mate and power through your day with 160 milligrams of caffeine that won't cause the crashes or the jitters like coffee and some of the other energy drinks might do. Clean Cause recently launched their new line of non-carbonated yerba mate in four amazing flavors. Um, a couple of my favorites, lemonade, lemonade and tea, and then the mint and honey. And of course, I love the traditional carbonated ones as well. Peach, raspberry, blackberry, they are all very, very good. And each can is sweetened with organic cane sugar. So there's no artificial preservatives or sweeteners or any of the other junk that uh, gets put into some of these drinks that we see these days. Here's the best part. Every sip makes a difference in the fight against addiction. Clean Cause donates 50% of net profits to support individuals in recovery from drug and alcohol addiction, which we love. And that's one of the main reasons why we partner with them, not just because they have great drinks. Uh, So here's what you can do. If you want to get a subscription You can buy one time, of course. You can order a case, 24, 12. You can also do a subscription, and you can set it up to get delivered right to your doorstep once a week, uh, bi-weekly, once a month, however you want to set it up. And if you do that right now, Clean Cause is offering Sober Guy listeners a total of 25% off your subscription for life. Yes, you heard that right, for life, with promo code SOBER. So grab a boost, live better, transform lives, go to cleancause.com and enter the promo code SOBER at checkout to save 25% off your subscription for life. That Sober Guy podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Shane Ramier listening to That Sober Guy podcast and we help people stay sober. If it's your first time listening, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here today. You can find more podcasts, more resources. You can also contact us by going to thatsoberguy.com. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at that sober guy podcast. All the links from today's show will be in the show notes. Title of today's podcast: If you don't know the plays, you can't play the game. If you don't know the plays, you can't play the game. I got a little story I want to share to talk about that and how it involves football and life and all the things on the daily grind. How many of you feel like you're just you're doing the best you can playing this crazy game of life, but you just don't know all the plays? And if you don't know the plays, if you don't practice the plays, you probably don't play very well, or maybe you just don't play at all. Stand on the sidelines, waiting, confused, fearful, unsure. Life can be crazy sometimes. Many ups and downs. It's not going your way? Good. <laughs> you ever heard that one? You didn't get the job? Good. Your, your, your life's falling apart? Good. Because there's strength in the struggle. And the struggle builds character. The struggle builds calluses. The struggle builds men. It's really easy to uh, sit back and say that if you're not currently in the struggle, I think. And uh, I would say to that that there's always some sort of struggle, I think, if you're a person who wants to consistently improve and do better and be better, be a better human, grow, learn, uh, 
try new things. There's always ups and downs. And then you just have the general, the general aspect of life, parenting, marriage, relationships, work, bills, fi- finances. Uh, everyone knows it's not cheap anymore. <laughs> it's not, it's, it's very expensive to do many of the things that we once did 10 years ago. Totally different world that we're living in. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of media bombarded in our daily lives. Constant pings and news updates and fear. Man, all that stuff. And how how do we deal with all that? Like, what do we do? How do we play the game of life and know all the plays or at least practice the plays to help us as Human beings live a better life and lead our families well. How do we do that? You know, my son is playing flag football right now. He's on the Chargers. Chargers, baby. Yeah, love it. He's having a great time. He's playing with some of his buddies. Uh, he's got a great coach. Um, coached with uh, coached with his coach in baseball this last uh, last season, and uh, he's got just a great dude. And. Uh, they're having fun. I think they're about halfway through the season right now. And uh, Thursday nights uh, under the lights, you know, uh, Under Armour little league that they have going on. And the boys all get out there and they get after it. And it's just, it's been a great time. Um, and gosh, we have so much going on right now. We talk about the ups and downs of life and the hustle and the just do, trying to do, you know, all things for our kids and, you know, make sure that we're on point. And man, it's taxing sometimes. And speaking of taxing, how about taxis? That's what Jess and I feel like right now. It's like taxis are an Uber driver. We're literally driving everywhere all week long, picking up, dropping off, school, uh, fall ball, football, volleyball, practices, games, uh, church group. I mean, go down the list of things, and it's constantly something that we're running around and doing. And, and as much as we love it, as grateful as I am for all of it and my family and all the things like it, like I have to be really careful because I can get irritated with it. I can get tired. I can start developing an attitude some days. And I'm, I'm saying like in the last few days, some days, like I start, I got to check myself and I've really had to check myself in, in the last week because life, man, it, it can get to you. And I feel like I wasn't practicing the plays and I'm not playing the game up to par as I should be. And man, could it be worse? Absolutely. Is it much better than it was 10 years ago? Absolutely. In all aspects, no doubt. But it's still life. And some days are better than others. And I, I'm sure if you're listening to this right now, you understand what I'm saying. You know, and, but there's things we can do. There's plays that we can that we can learn to help with that. And I wanted to share a little bit you know, speaking of football, football season right now, uh, baseball playoffs, just a great time of year. One of my favorite times of year, the fall, you know, you got Halloween coming up, the holidays are coming up. It's, it's a, it's a great time of the year. Um, we get some great weather out here in Northern California. Uh, and it's a, it's a really fun time. But if we kind of rewind a a few weeks now back to the first uh, flag football game for cash, um, 
I asked him that day, you know, hey, bud, you know, have you had, they only, they only have a couple practices. They practice once a week and then they practice a little bit before each game. So it's not like this super intense uh, football, like tackle football, it's flag. And it's it's not as intense. You're not practicing day in and day out every week. And, uh, and, and I don't want that for my son right now either. So, I mean, I, I think this is, it's perfect for him. And so I asked him though, and it's a lot different than baseball. You know, if you listen to the show for a while, you know, I love coaching baseball. I love the game of baseball. Cash plays it. I played it. I still just love being around the game, love watching it. But football is different. And I didn't play a lot of football growing up myself. So I don't know the game of football formations and run schemes. And I don't know all that like I know baseball. And so when I asked Cash, but although I'm learning, I'm even learning in this in this season. I like am trying to get better at it just so I can know what the heck's going on more, uh, more in detail. And I asked Cash, so that first game, I said, "Hey, bud, you know your plays? Do you know your plays?" And he said, "Oh yeah, Dad, I know, I know all the plays. I got it." I said, "Okay, cool." So first game comes around, and uh, we're all excited, and you know we're getting juiced up, and they're running the thing, and. You know, Cash doing baseball, and he he had to miss the practice right before the the uh, first game because of baseball. And then, you know, he's he thought he was up to speed on on the uh, on the plays, and we're going we're like halfway through the game, and he's barely played at all. I'm like, dude, what is going on here? Wait, like, wait, what? And I see him; he looks a little confused out there. I'm like, man, Je- just asked him, like, what's why isn't he playing? I said, I don't know. I asked him, does he know the plays? Yeah, he said he knows the plays. So we're all confused, and by the end of the game, he barely plays, and we're all a little bit upset, too. Like, ooh, what is going on here? Like, he said he knew the plays. Like, what's go? What's the problem? So we find out later, you know, we we, we take off from the game. Everyone's a little upset, and we're like, dude, what's, what's going down here? We get a call from Coach a little bit later, and like I said, great dude. And he says, hey, you know, just kind of wanted to give you, give you a heads up. Like, I know Cash didn't play a lot tonight. Like, he doesn't know the plays. I'm like, really? I said, because I asked him and he said he knew the plays. Well, it turns out he knew the routes. He knew a hitch. He knew a post. He knew the fly. You know, they have certain routes that as receivers they run, but he didn't know the formations. And there's like 40 of them. There's a lot of plays. Like I said, way different than baseball. So you got to know, is it, are you lining up on the left side? Are you lining up on the right side? Is it a run play? What's your, you know, what's your route you're running? So there's a lot more to the game of football, even flag football when you're learning the game than there is to baseball. And so long story short, we find out, okay, so Cash doesn't know, like we thought, and immediately, as soon as we get off the phone with Coach, you know, Cash is over there, he's studying, he's going over his place again. I'm like, well, shoot, like, I need to learn a little bit more about football, I think, like formations, and I need to learn the plays myself so I can help Cash. So the next practice, you know, coach is awesome. He says, hey, I'll meet you guys a little early. I'll, you know, I'll come out 30 minutes early for practice tomorrow and we can sit down and, and go over something. And he, Cash wasn't the only kid, by the way, too, which made me feel a little bit better. I'm like, okay, at least it's not just my kid. Some of the kids, you know, it, there's a lot going on. It's a lot to learn in a short, a short period of time. So a couple of the kids showed up and we sat down and I got to sit in on, on the little meeting and learn some of the plays and go over the formations and see how they're worked out. And it was great. We studied, had some fun, learned the plays, and now, boom, they're on the field practicing. And so 
Do they have the plays down exactly perfect 100% every time? No, but they're pretty dang close at this point halfway through the season. I can still occasionally, like I'll see some of them or even cash, like, you know, looking, okay, oh, le left, He's, he'll write left and right on his hand so he knows, so he doesn't get confused. And um, they're getting it down, though, and they're learning, and they're, and they're continuing to practice every week, and they're getting better and better. I think they lost that first game because of the confusion, not knowing the plays, but I think they've won every game since. And so they're they're continuously getting better. And uh, it's been a great time. And that's because they put the work in. They've been practicing at home, practicing on the field. Um, coach is doing a great job of helping them when they're calling the plays and, um, you know, calling the correct plays and teaching them the game of football. And that's, you know, Cash is like, I want to play tackle. Dude, you gotta you gotta learn the game first, in my opinion. Like, you, like I think that's good. And I know a lot, a lot of other people, even dads. Like, I talked to one one dude at the gym. Um, you know, his son's about to go play in college. He's some stud football player, and he told me the opposite. No, don't don't have him play flag. He needs to play tackle. You know, when he's young, so he learns how to hit. And I get that mentality too. Like, I'm not saying either one is right or wrong. They're just different. Um, and I think you could frame it up either way and make a case on both sides of it. For us, I would like Cash to learn the game. I'd like him to continue to play baseball and have fun playing football. And as he gets a little older and a little bigger, a little stronger, um, you know, we can start to look at if, if that's something that he wants to do. He needs to toughen up a little bit. That's a tough game, man. You got to be a savage out there. Uh, it's like, you know, it's like war out there, except you, you don't you don't die most of the time, right? You're not gonna you're not gonna experience that, and it's it's a tough tough game, you know, and you got to be hard. And uh, so here, so what does this have to do with the, the topic? Say, if you don't know the plays, you can't play the game. Well, I think you could probably, you know, maybe come to a conclusion on your own about that. But let's talk about it a little bit. What life plays do we need to practice, and how do we do that to play the game of life, the day in and the day out? Like, how can we take this concept of trying to do life? And not knowing the plays, not knowing the formations of just our everyday stuff to keep us in line and on the path. And it doesn't mean we're, we're gonna, not going to make mistakes, but we're going to stay on a general path. And so I started thinking about this, you know, and it's so relevant even for us as a family right now. Um, it's, it's a different season of parenting. We're coaching more than, you know, we're then we're just we're not wiping butts and diapers and toddler we're, we're long gone from that phase and so jess and i are changing we're getting older things are things are different you know the just the the world around us has changed a lot there's a bit more stress in certain things um trying to figure out life in general and 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 finances and grocery store shopping i mean has anyone gone to the grocery store lately you see how different the prices are there so all of these things you know in, they they create stress sometimes you know the run the hustle and bustle and we're late and we got to be here and we got to be there and all the whole life stuff and i'm so i just want to say i'm so grateful that i don't drink about this stuff anymore i don't have to do that today you know i can actually even though i do get pissed off sometimes i do get irritated i do lose my cool sometimes um i have bad days like anybody else but I'm so grateful that I get to experience that as shitty as it is some days. And, you know, um, and, and let's be honest, like my shitty day today is 10 times better than a shitty day 10 years ago. So I'm just like, I'm aware of that. 
And I want to stay aware of that. But it doesn't mean that life doesn't have those days where we're just like, dude, what is going on? Like, what is it all for? I don't know if you've ever said that before, but I have. Like, what is it for? Why? Why are we doing this? And I just come to this conclusion, like, well, how, how, let, let me take a look. Let me take a step back and look at like what I'm doing. What plays am I running? Am I practicing those plays? Um, and how can I do better in my own right, my own attitude, my own, um, like, what do I have control over? Like, I love, and I, I, it's funny. I went back to the serenity part. I was actually watching a show. I think it was last night. I put a show on in bed. I don't even remember the name of it, but they, um, there's a 12 step involved in the show and they said the serenity prayer. And I just felt this, as soon as they started saying it, I just felt this moment of peace. I'm like, man, I'm not practicing in depth enough. I think I'm not, I don't even say in depth. I'm not aware of, of the practice in at this time right now in this season, I, I need to do better is basically what I'm saying. And, and that's fine. Like, I'm not going to kick my ass about it. Like, it's just, it just is, you know, but, and I'll do that right now. Like, let's say the serenity prayer. Let's just take a breath real quick. I just feel let, let's do this right now. So I'm gonna take a breath. <sighs> if you know it, say it with me. If you don't just sit and listen and learn it. It's one of the best things um, that, that you can, that you can do in the moment. At least for me, it is. And many others out there, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Something as simple as that can help us reset in the moment when we start getting off track, when we start getting off path, when we start having those days. Um, you know, I'd love to sit on here and just be positive all the time, and I try my best to do that, and I know that's why a lot of people love the show because there's energy involved and we have a lot of guests. I haven't done a monologue podcast in months like this. I've just had some amazing guests and I keep them. I'm going to plan on continuing to do that. Um, this week I had some schedule issues with, uh, with the guest that was supposed to come. So, you know, I'm doing the monologue one instead, but I would love to sit on here and, and just every single time, Hey, it's, it's great. And everything's perfect. And, but it's not, it's not, and it's never going to be. And the moment that I realize that and accept it, which I come to conclusions pretty much on the daily about that, like I'm never going to take the flag and put it on top of Everest and or the mountain, you know, just the hypothetical mountain and I've made it. We're at the top. Well, now what? Now what? What do we do now? You know, so that little thought needs to be kicked out of my my brain and, and yours if you have that, this magical you know, thought that everything's going to be perfect one day. It's not. And so I'm not going to sit up here on this podcast and this platform and act like everything is just all fine and dandy. If, you know, I'm going through my own stuff, which I am. And a lot of, I don't even talk about a lot of it on here because it's personal to me, you know, and I try to be as personal as possible, but there's things that I want to keep private. And then there's things in general that I will talk about. And, you know, I just, I guess what I'm getting at here is, like you're not alone in, in what you're going through right now. You're not alone in this walk. You're not alone. You got God with you, number one. You have God with you, whether you know it, whether you like it or not. He's there with you, okay? And you also have many others, just like myself, 
just like all the other people out there who are going through stuff. So you're not alone in this. So don't ever forget that because that's a big reason why people go back and make poor decisions. Continue drinking, continue using drugs, continue ruining relationships, continue making bad decisions, all that stuff. Because we isolate, we think we're alone, we're done. So I figured, here's how I'm going to tie this in. And back, once again, title, if you don't know the plays, you can't play the game. How do we know the plays? How do we play life a little bit better? How can we do a little bit better? It's real simple. And this wasn't what I, I had some notes here. Even this is it, but just stay in the moment. And we'll talk a little bit about that at the end. Um, but I'm going to spend about 10 minutes here. And then we're going to, we're going to wrap this up today and keep it, keep it short and sweet and hopefully get some good takeaways from this. Okay. So I want to equate my life plays to my five core tenants. All right. And I would encourage you, if you don't have some core tenants, to spend a few minutes and write those down. What does that look like for you? What are your three, four, five, six core tenants? Now, you might be asking, what are core tenants? Okay, let's, let's do that real quick. Core tenants are a principle, a belief, or doctrine generally held to be true. That was the definition that that was given for core tenants. But let me let me elaborate a little further on that. What defines you? What defines your family? What what defines what do you want to define your legacy? What are you bound to this world? And what are you bound to on the other side? So let me give you my five core tenants, okay? And like I said, I encourage you to find your own, write those down, figure out what those are. So mine are faith, family, fitness, vocation, finances. Faith, family, fitness, vocation, finances. Those are the core things in my life and in our family's life that um, are like the most important, our, our beliefs, our doctrine, principles that we really try to live by. And if it doesn't align, and actually it makes it real easy to when to say no to things and when to say yes to things because if it doesn't align these days with one of those five things then it's a real easy no if I can't fit it in if it's an extra something I want to do I ask myself does it fit in those okay no it doesn't so it's it's probably not going to happen so it does make it easy to say yes say no to certain things so I wanted to go through each one and just give you some kind of takeaways here on what we can do. How do we practice this stuff? How do we know the plays so we can play the game of life? So faith, am I practicing my faith? Am I practicing my spiritual connection on the daily? What does that look like for you? I'm not talking about religion. I'm not talking about being religious. I'm not talking about following the rules. And that's not what I'm saying here. I'm not talking about how often you go to church. I'm talking about your faith. I'm talking about your practice, your spiritual connection. If it's real and truthful, it's, it's probably, it's probably a lot of ups and downs on the daily. Like it is for me, it's a lot of back and forth, questioning, asking, praying, seeking, trying to do better, messing up. And I have to stay dialed in that reading, writing, listening, serving others. So what does that look like for you? What are some of those things in your walk, in your spiritual connection? 
And if you don't have a spiritual connection, I would highly encourage you to find something that works. I did a podcast earlier today on somebody else's show and that came up and I was saying like, man, I've literally done all the different 12 steps, CR, NA, AA, refuge recovery. Um, there's, I mean, there's so many different, um, 12 steps and then just men's groups on top of that too. Bible studies, book studies, man, like what are, you know, what are those look like? How are we bettering ourselves? And it's easy to get off track if we're not staying diligent about it because just the grind. So that's the first one for me, faith. The next one, family. What does that look like? What are the, what is the practice for my family? Well, leading my family well. How do I do that? I got to be spiritually fit to the best of my ability. Am I perfect at it? No. Am I trying my best? Yes. <laughs> do I suck sometimes at it? Yes. Am I good at other times? Yes. Like it's, it's not perfect. So like erase that thought that it's going to be perfect. And I'm not talking at you. I'm talking with you because this is something that I struggle with also. That there's going to be this like perfection. It's, it's non-existent. It doesn't, it, and it's the, it's the journey there. It's the path there. It's the experiences along the way that actually matter. Because when you do reach the destination, what's next? I guess I'm done. So family, le leading my family well, taking care of them in all ways. Taking care of them in all ways. Loving them. Listening to them. Spending time, quality time with them. Your kids, they don't need extravagant, stuff and things. I'm realizing that. And I think that I've strived to try to give my kids more than I had growing up. My parents did the best they could. And I had, I had a lot growing up. I mean, I had enough, had stuff, you know, I had toys and I, it, you know, it was a good, like, I didn't, I didn't go without a lot of the time as a kid. I'm grateful for that. But I also, there were things that I wish I would have had or been able to do more or whatever. Of course. I mean, that's natural. And so I've tried to give those to my kids what I didn't have. And I noticed something that, yeah, I mean, they want stuff, they want to do stuff, but man, they really, they just want your time. They just want to talk. They just want you to listen. You know, they just want you to be there. And so these are the things that we're practicing that make life a little bit better when we're doing these things, even through the hard times. And of course, through the good times, because there's lots of good times too. Many, many good times being able to sit in the moment in those and enjoy them and remember that they ain't going to last forever. Neither are the bad times. So how do we lead our families? Well, you know, and, and in order to lead for me, in order to lead my family, well, I have to lead myself. Well, I have to be spiritually fit, have to be mentally fit. And we're going to talk about that because the next one is fitness here. And so just real quick, before we wrap family up, we're leading them well. We're taking care of them. We're loving them. We're listening. We're spending quality time. We're taking care of ourselves so we can take care of our families and lead them well as men. So the next one, fitness. And probably the first thing you think of in fitness is running or lifting weights, CrossFit, boxing. It's some of the things I think of first. Rowing, sports, you know, whatever it is. The first thing we think of though in all of those is physical. Yeah, it's physical fitness. Of course, it's physical fitness. The majority of it is physical, yes. But much more important 
is the mental aspect. Well, I shouldn't say much more important because without the physical, you don't have the mental. And without the mental, you don't have the physical, I guess, in some sense. And all, all of the above, they all kind of go together. But the mental, the emotional, the spiritual is just as important as the physical when it comes to fitness. So the plays of life, are you, do you have a fitness program? Do you walk? It doesn't have to be anything crazy. You don't have to go do CrossFit or jujitsu or boxing if that's not what you're into. So don't get it twisted. Just walk. Go on a walk, you know, every night after dinner during the week or three nights a week or four nights a week. Walk. Get some exercise. Do a couple air squats. Try a push-up. If you can't do that, don't just sit around. Don't just sit around. And obviously, this is going to be different because you heard me pause a little bit there because I forget sometimes how blessed I am to have a body that I can still do this stuff with. Thank God. And I know there's people out there who don't have that ability. So it's trying to be you know, respectful of that. So that's going to be different for somebody, obviously. But if you have the ability okay, to walk, to move your body, you're still in decent enough shape that your limbs move like number one thank god for that and number two use it you know how many people out there would love to have that that these are the things that we take for granted and the plays of life that we just overlook because they're so normal oh yeah my arm moves my leg moves i can squat i can run i can walk what if you couldn't do that what if you couldn't do that how would you feel what would you how would your perspective be on life would you fold or would you thrive? So when we talk about fitness, use that to your advantage. Be grateful for it. Use your body, the body that God gave you. Use your brain, the brain that God gave you. Use the spirit, the spirit that God is in you. Use that stuff and they all come together fitness. So Real quick, before we go on to the next one, your physical fitness, what does that look like? Are you are you walking? Are you moving? Your mental fitness, your mental toughness. Do you have a coach? Do you have a therapist? Do you have a, a men's group? Who is your mental, and that kind of ties into emotional support as well. Who Who is your people? What are you doing to stay fit in those aspects? And then spiritual, what are you doing to stay spiritually fit? Are you reading? Are you listening to podcasts? Are you listening to sermons? Do you have a men's group? Again, do you have some dudes around you that you can reach out to? What does that look like? It's very important. The next one is vocation. Vocation. And I love this because I had to look this up. A particular and if you said, what was vocation? Like, if you were like me, I just thought work. That's always what I equated vocation with. Oh, it's work. Well, it's a little bit more than that. And I looked up a definition and then I want to talk a little bit about it. A particular occupation, business or profession. Okay, right? So we had that right, work. But there's also a hyphen and it says a calling. A calling. And that's perfect because that's exactly better describes vocation in my opinion. And according to this definition, but the concept is the idea of vocation is central to the Christian belief that God has created each person with gifts and talents oriented towards specific purposes and a way of life. That's pretty powerful. 
And I can tell, and I mentioned I had the um, opportunity to be on a, a different podcast this morning as a guest. And I, I talked a little bit about this. You know, I worked for years in my 20s. I did construction. I did drywall. I did home loans. I worked at grocery stores. I mean, I did all kinds of different jobs, different construction trades as like help, as a helper, a laborer. All of that was work. It wasn't vocation. What I do today is vocation. It's a calling. It's a purpose. And I didn't find that vocation until I made some changes in my life and reached out and, and surrendered to God and gave up drinking and started to move on a different path in my life. That's what brought me to today. Even just sitting here doing podcasting for a living. That's crazy to me. So let me ask you this. In vocation, what do you love to do? And once again, we're talking about the plays of life. What are your plays of, of what do your plays look like in your day to day with the work that you do or the vocation that you do? If you're if you're in whatever boat you're in. And I'm not saying that if you're in the work boat right now, dude, you're doing great. All right. Don't like I don't want to hear I don't want to make anybody feel like oh, yeah, I'm just just gets to do podcasting and he's found his purpose. Like, trust me, it ain't it's not that's not that. I, I grinded for years. <laughs> I cried. I remember sanding ceilings one day in San Francisco. I was working in a, a big ass condo, cookie cutter units. Every unit is the same thing. And for weeks on end, we're sanding ceilings and walls, dust mask, dust everywhere, hard ass work. And I remember sitting there just literally crying one day, probably hung over saying, God, I know that I know that there's something more for my life. I know there's more of a purpose. And I'm not downing construction or that work. It's hard work. I made good money for, you know, someone in my mid-20s at that time. I didn't, wasn't great with the money at that point. I was terrible with it, actually. <laughs> Blew most of it on stupid stuff. But that was, you know, that was where I was at at that time. And if you're in work mode, that's where you're at right now. And that's fine. But what I'm telling you is, you can find vocation. It doesn't mean that it's going to be your career for the rest of your life either. Or maybe it is. I don't know. But what do you love to do? What do you love to do? And how can you practice that better? And can you do it as a hobby? Can you do it as a side hustle? Can you do it as a nonprofit? Can you do it as just general service? Because out of the goodness of your heart, you have this talent or this purpose and you want to serve others. That is vocation. And, and, and you can find that, you can practice that, and you can make it a part of your day-to-day -day life. You can make it a part of your experience. You can practice it day in and day out. So think about that one. And, and if you want a couple tips here, make a list. What do you love to do? What are some things that you're good at? You know, it doesn't, it, and don't feel pressure like, oh my God, I got to start a business or I need to start a nonprofit or I need to do, like, don't, don't overwhelm yourself with that. You'll get there if that's what's supposed to be, but you got to do one step at a time. And if you want like a solid takeaway, write a list. 10, what are the top 10 things that you really enjoy to do that would be cool to have as a hobby or a side hustle or a small business, whatever, and start that. And that way, when you're going to work every day, this is exactly what I did. I was going to work every day. 
And on my on my downtime, which I didn't have a lot of back then, I didn't sleep a lot. Still don't sleep a lot, but back then I didn't sleep a lot because I was working on vocation. I was I found a purpose. I found something that I really felt called to do, and it ended up leading into podcasting and working with other men on try, helping them to get sober and become better leaders and fathers and husbands and like all that stuff. Like that was purposeful to me. It still is. So you can find whatever that is too, but you, you got to practice and you got to start to draw out the plays. I like that. So by drawing out your plays, make a list. What does that look like? All right, the last one is finances. And I want to be very clear when I say I am in training still on this one. I'm in training on all of these, just for the record, <laughs> but especially this one. Um. You know, in, in all transparency, finances have been a really tough one for me and uh, and for our family, especially when we were younger. Um, you know, as a kid growing up, I heard a lot, we can't afford that. We can't do this. We don't have money for that. And so you start to hear those things and you develop a relationship with money and, and you develop these pathways and these thoughts and this energy with finances that then transfers over to your adulthood and then couple that with making bad mistakes with alcohol, drugs, and other dumb decisions. Like the financial situation was was not on point back in the day. And it's still a, a, a very good work in progress these days. However, it's a lot better um, like a lot of the other things, you know, but I'm, I'm definitely still in training on this one. And I think it's a very important one in working together. You know, Jess and I are starting to learn to work together more. I'm trying to give up more control over my obsession with money and the love of money. And it doesn't come from a place of, um, of like arrogance. It comes more from a place of trying to prove to myself and to others that I'm worthy in a sense. And that's like, it's hard for me to admit, to be honest, <laughs> it really is because there's, there's some weakness I feel in even saying that, although it feels good to get it out, but I just feel like it's, you know, I feel like I should be better. I should be doing better. Should, should not be, you know, worried about finances still. I'm, I'm in my four and I get it. I mean, some people are better off and some people aren't. Everyone's in a different situation, but realizing that there's issues with things is the first part of actually making some progress and in, in change, Right. And I mean, I know that from the other stuff that I've done a lot of work on, and this is one of the things that we continue to work on. So what kind of financial principles are you practicing? That's something to think about. Um, I'm not a financial advisor, a financial coach. I'm actually the furthest thing from it. So I'm not trying to, I don't, I'm definitely not giving any financial advice If anything. I'm just sharing a little bit of my own experience that it's tough right now. Families are struggling right now, period. Like there's not a family I've talked to, friends, people I know, people I work with who isn't experiencing some sort of change because of finances in their life right now. So back to the point, like you're not alone in this. I'm not alone in this. But when we communicate about it and we start to think about the relationship with money, the relationship with finances, how are we working together with our spouse, with our family, with in, in different business relationships, like, what does that look like? And so 
man, there's all kinds of resources. There's financial coaches. There are classes. I know Dave Ramsey has a great program. Um, and we have been a part of that program two different times. And we've talked about even looking into it again, you know, at, at, at this point, just because you, you need structure, you know, what's what's a program, uh, program called now? I'm totally drawing a blank. Um, financial peace. They offered a lot of churches as well. So, you know, it, it, it everyone's situation is different, but it's a very important thing when you put all of these together in these core tenants and it helps you to really see what's important and what what is your foundation. So once again, faith, family, fitness, vocation, finances. Those are the Raymer family five. What are your five? What are the plays? You know, establish those core those um, those uh, core tenets first and then start to work your plays into those so you can play the game better. So you ain't standing on the sidelines in fear, worried about the next play. Am I even going to play at all or am I just going to lay down and die in this crazy-ass world? Because some days that does feel easier, I know, for some people. And trust me, I've been there too. I hope something spoke to you today. You know, we have to practice this stuff in in our daily and we have to make it a lifestyle to have the best chance of playing the game of life in this world and knowing, more importantly, genuinely believing, trusting that God directs every step of the way. And all we really need to do is stay in the moment and do the next right thing. And I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I promise, like when I've done that, life becomes quite a bit simpler, a little less stressful, a lot less stressful, actually. And so I'm in training on all this stuff, just like you are. I'm with you in this. Um, and it's, it's a practice and I'm going to continue to do it. I hope you continue to do it. I hope something spoke to you today that encouraged you. And uh, if you have questions, if you have comments, um, feel free to go on thatsoberguy.com. There's a contact form on there. You can follow us at That Sober Guy Podcast on Instagram. If you're looking for a men's group, of course, we have the Locals Men's Group. That's also on the website. Um, and man, if you want to get sober for 30 days, you want to try the 30-day challenge, you can do that as well on there. Share the podcast with a friend. Connect with us on Instagram at That Sober Guy Podcast. Peace, love, and respect. Appreciate you guys listening today. Have a great rest of your day. Keep your blood clean.